Right, what Nikki Haley said or didn't say that has a lot of folks going, really? Well, CNN's Eva McCann is in New Hampshire with more. Eva. Abby, an awkward moment at this rally here in Berlin when Nikki Haley was asked about the cause, the origins of the Civil War. She seemed tripped up by the question and suggested that it was about uh, the government and personal freedoms. Uh, the questioner then called her out for neglecting to raise the issue of slavery. Take a listen to the exchange. What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. What do you want me to say about slavery? Next question. Now, I should mention we did approach that man at the end of the event, and he wouldn't give us his full name or where he was from. Aside from that exchange, though, Haley really trying to convince New Hampshire voters that they can be the decision makers in this contest, telling them uh, that they don't read the headlines, that they make the headlines uh, coming out of this state, and that she believes that she is a strong contender against former President Donald Trump. And not only can she overtake him in this primary, but that she is the person best suited to confront President Biden in a general election. Abby? Eva McCann, thank you. I want to now bring in Philippe Reines, a former spokesman for Hillary Clinton and Republican strategist Rena Shaw. Uh, Philippe, I'll start with you. Your reaction to what played out there at that Nikki Haley town hall. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't showing me and Rena as we were watching. I, I was <laughs> wincing. I mean, I think we've all seen that look. It's when a candidate in a primary knows that they have to answer a certain way that's probably different than what's in their heart and what they will uh, answer in a few months from now if they're lucky enough to be the nominee. But that that look that caught in the headlights look is terrible. I would also note, if, if memory serves, uh, South Carolina was the first state um, to secede from the union, and she was governor of South Carolina. So I don't think that she didn't know. I think she just didn't want to give an answer that would come around and, and bite her, which is unfortunate. Um, but I don't think it matters whether it was a gotcha question or whether mm -hmm. she liked it or not. She didn't handle it well. Um, and little moments like that do add up. Yeah, I mean, look, she, she seemed surprised to get the question, maybe because she was in New Hampshire, but it's not the first time that she's made comments like this, Arena. In 2019, she said the Confederate flag was about, quote, service and sacrifice and heritage. That kind of talk may work in a southern state like South Carolina, but will it work in New Hampshire? See, this is what's complicated about Nikki Haley. She takes three steps forward and she'll take five back. And this is exactly why her candidacy suffers in moments. Just like in the fourth debate, it seemed like she hadn't brought the real version of who she was. What we saw in her answer, her inability to come out with the word slavery right away on its face, answer the question boldly, showed that she does the exact playbook that I have seen 
non-courageous Republican candidates take. They continue to say, well, I don't have to answer the question. What do you think is the answer? Mm -hmm. This is something I always advised against because it does come back to bite you. When you've shown a version of yourself that's authentic and courageous and then you go another way, this is what's complicating, again, about Nikki Haley. We have to look at her for who she is. She's somebody that's caught up and, and serving as her own worst enemy right now. She's caught up in what she thinks she ought to be on most days to a Republican electorate. And then she knows she has a moment to set this legacy forward, just like she did in the aftermath of the church shooting in South Carolina and talking about taking down that flag. She is a complicated candidate. She will continue to have missteps like this. And this is what worries me. You can't go mano y mano with Donald Trump when you complicate yourself like this over and over again. Well, look, I mean, this is a moment now where Haley has an opportunity to get a lot of national attention. She's doing well in the polls. We're a couple weeks to, to Iowa and New Hampshire. She's also trying to convince, as she and a lot of other Republicans, Chris Christie to get out of the race and and back her. Just listen to this new ad that he put out in response to those calls. Some people say I should drop out of this race. Really? I'm the only one saying Donald Trump is a liar. He pits Americans against each other. His Christmas message to anyone who disagrees with him? Rotten hell. He caused a riot on Capitol Hill. He'll burn America to the ground to help himself. Every Republican leader says that in private. I'm the only one saying it in public. What kind of president do we want? A liar or someone who's got the guts to tell the truth? At moments like tonight with Haley, I mean, you can see why Chris Christie's not eager to just get out and back her, Philippe. Yeah, well, I mean, even that aside, I mean, Chris Christie, I think in particular, is not the kind of person who is going to quit as opposed to being fired, in this case, by the voters when it finally gets to that point. But I think it's a little bit of a circular argument to say that uh, Haley needs Christie to drop out of the race to do well, for Haley to do well, implies that Christie has voters, which why would he, if he has voters, leave? If he's doing so poorly, then what's the difference if he leaves? Haley has to run her own race. You cannot base your strategy on what five other people do or don't do. Yes, she could say, I would like for Vivek and Asa Hutchinson and Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie to all leave, and then all of you will add up to 45 percent, and I'll be really close to Donald Trump. But that's not the way it goes. And also, you know, it's a little bit of whack-a-mole. In a multi-candidate multi field, it's not so clear that if uh, Christie were to drop out, that it were down to Haley's uh, favor. You don't know that some people's second choice with Christie isn't Ron DeSantis or Asa Hutchinson or whoever. So it's overly simplistic, and I think it's also a moot point after, you know, Chris Christie is at home watching this thinking, I ain't going anywhere. All right. Arena, in a recent interview from President Trump, he was asked if he would consider Nikki Haley as his vice president if he won the nomination in 2024. And here's what he said. No, I'm not considering anybody at this time, Jen. Look, I know her very well. I actually got along with her very well. As you know, she left at a nice ceremony at the White House, you know, right. the Oval Office. It was very nice. Right. She said terrific things about me. She said he's a great president. And then she decided out of nowhere to run. So I was a little bit surprised at that, but that's a politician. Uh, Rena, do you think he's telling the truth there? And more, maybe perhaps more importantly, does, do you think that this even matters, whether Nikki Haley would even consider it? 
I don't think Nikki Haley would consider being his VP at this point. I mean, it, it was somewhere between debate one and three that I believe his staff left a birdcage in front of her hotel room. He's called her bird brain. He's called her, I'm sure, worse things in private. Uh, but this is Trump's party through and through. We know that. The, the great many of us that have tried for years on end to save the party from what we have seen to be imminent death have soon realized that now, maybe the party doesn't want saving from itself. Maybe it wants a character like Trump that's going to be bold and brash and not say what should be conventional wisdom, like the the answer to what, what was the reason for the Civil War? Trump would never come out and say slavery was this country's original sin. But you know, guess what? We are... Uh, a country that can, has, and will strive to be a more perfect union like our founders wanted. That's an answer that Nikki Haley should have given. Chris Christie, I believe, would have given that answer. So you see in this mixed bag of candidates, this clown car that still exists on the right, this inability to get serious, this inability to get past this party that wants to do nothing more but talk social issues, talk about fear, and, and an illegitimate fear, I must add, of the unknown and the changing face of America the anger about that. Those are what defines the Republican Party today. And I think when we talk about these internal spats between Trump or Vivek or Trump or Nikki or between Ron and, and Vivek, it, it, none of it matters because what we're going to see in the next three months is the real definition of who the Republican Party wants to be come January 2025. I have not yet seen that. I don't have much faith that it lies within four people we last saw on the debate stage. And that makes me nervous because I know the American people want a better option than Joe Biden. Well, we will see uh, what happens. I mean, it does seem, to your point, Rena, uh, the Republican voters are the ones driving this train here. It's not going to be any one person deciding who's in and who's out and who ends up being the nominee other than the, the voters themselves. Uh, Philippe and Rena, thank you both for joining us tonight. Thank you, thank Abby. You.